Hello and welcome back to the Two Kiki Women podcast. If you're new to the podcast, we welcome you. We thank you for listening. This is a podcast where we dish all about everything kink. I am your co-host, Midnight Lady, and my partner in crime is Mistress Gabrielle. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. So glad to have you here and joining us again. So good to know you're on the other side. Wherever it is you get your podcasts, so glad you did. Um, we'd like questions and comments, however. We always ask for this on every podcast, and uh, the reason we ask for it is because we really want them. We want to know what you think about what it is we say. We want to hear questions. Is there anything that you uh, would like to have us address on your behalf? Well, here we are. Email us at tkw at twokinkywomen.com. Again, that's tkw at twokinkywomen.com. And you know by now that number is a number, two, twokinkywomen.com. So you want to sign up for the email newsletter while you're on the uh, um, tkw at twokinkywomen.com. Get your free downloadable beginner's guide to kink, which I have been informed is not just for beginners. There's all sorts of good stuff. So we hope that you will contact us. Comment. We want to hear your feedback. Today is a great topic. We've chosen this topic. Contracts. Contracts for the master-slave dynamics. That type of relationship. This is not, uh, you wouldn't give a contract for pick-up play in the dungeon. This is a relationship model. So this is so much fun to talk about this topic, to experience this topic. I have experienced uh, writing a contract, agreeing to a contract. Um, so I think we should just jump right in and we, we talk about, well, when you say a contract, what does it mean? What is a contract? What is a contract? A contract's an agreement. Uh, it could be a relationship roadmap. It can be a list of rules. Essentially, a contract is an agreement because a slavery contract or a submissive contract is not legally binding. It is not legally Okay? That is what it is. is non-binding. So what we're talking about is an agreement between two adults. All right? Call it a contract. Call it whatever you want to be. But it is an agreement. And I suggest it. And the reason I suggest it, and I think you agree with me, ML, is because people need to know what is expected of them. And you can't get angry and bent out of shape with somebody if they don't know that that is what is expected of them, right? Yes. Okay. So when we talk about what's going to be in a contract, uh, this non-binding uh, piece of paper, we need to go over the criteria. So one of my favorite... Um Cheesy kink movies. I do. I love Fifty Shades of Grey. Do I you? think it's just funny. <laughs> and some parts of it are very real. Um, and who wouldn't want Christian Grey? He's so, you know, so super hotty uh, with his red room of pain. So, you know, I always laugh when I see the contract negotiation scene. And she's like, paragraph 14, subsection B. Genital clamps. Yeah, that's a no. <laughs> um, you know, and she goes down a little bit more. And she's like, 
anal plugs? Definitely a no. You know, and I'm like, really? Anal plugs? Genital clips? Come on, those are the best. <laughs> so I always laugh, you know, at, at what she was saying was her hard limits. And they're so not my hard limits. Um, so you, when you look at that scene, that's basically what you're doing. You're agreeing to some things, and you're not agreeing to other things. Um, so when you set these things up, you have to consider, again, like our last episode, what are your ideals? What are your values? What are you good at? You know, what do you want to be responsible for as a slave for your master? Or even a submissive. Or a submissive. Whatever. How, however you identify as the, the bottom role. Right. Um, things you want to con- consider. Time constraints. How long do you want this particular agreement to be in good standing? As they say, be in good standing. An agreement in good standing. We agree at least four to six weeks. It's long enough to uh, for it to see if it fits into your lifestyle. If you have kids and parents and and a church and all different kinds of things and PTA meetings and hobbies and whatever, see if the things that you are being required and expected and agreed to in the contract are able to be even done. Is it taking more time than you thought it would? Is it taking less time and you could take on a little more? So we think 46 weeks is a good trial period for, uh, for, to see if this works and to see if it fits into your lifestyle. Because it's a voluntary agreement which defines the relationship and it can be renegotiated, okay? We're talking about a consensual adult relationship. All right. Now, there are some things that you're going to want to have as a female uh, dominant in your contract. There are some things you're going to want to have as a female submissive in your contract. And there are things you're going to want to have if you're a, a male dominant or a male submissive. And that's what the contract is for, for you to open up your mouth and to say things. And your dominant or the submissive can add things. I mean, but then you've got to agree whether or not you really want it in the contract. For example, um, say, for example, uh, you are definitely going to be uh, uh, a house, a house uh, slave. Okay. So you uh, never run the vacuum in my presence. You always crack the windows because fresh air is important to me. And I want to put that in the contract because I don't want you to forget that. Okay? That's important to me. And those things are not going to change. I'll give you another example of those kinds of things. Uh, I am uh, uh, very sensitive to certain scents in candles. And even though I appreciate very, very much the idea that you would like to set a very romantic tone in the play space, please do not bring any candles that have fragrance into my dungeon space, okay? Things along those lines, just as a reminder and an agreement, and it also sets out the parameters of what it is you are to do as the bottom in that relationship. Now, 
It's not just one-sided, though. Absolutely. If you were a house slave, you could say to your dominant, I don't clean toilets. I don't do that. I don't wash windows. I don't vacuum because my back hurts when I vacuum. You know, like, you have to be honest, you know, with, like... So if you're having a tea party and you would say to me, Okay, um, I need help with the tea party. Are you willing to bust tables? Are you willing to take coats? Are you willing to wash dishes? Are you willing to set the table? Um, no, I, I, I don't wash dishes. Um, but I, I set a beautiful table. And I know where everything goes. So this is an opportunity to use the skill set. Okay. That is where... Of the bottom. You come in and right. you say, you know what? I'm not very good with the housework, but boy, I can design you a beautiful invitation for the tea party. I can design you beautiful favors for the tables. I can dot, dot, dot. Right. I can make you a website. Right. I can, you know, what can you do? Instead of dwelling on, yeah, I'm not doing dishes. I'm not mopping floors. I'm not whatever. Say, okay, I won't do those things, but here's what I will do. Because whenever you go in with, oh, I'm not doing that, it sets this attitude that is not very attractive. Really, because it's negotiation. It's not a battle of the wits. This is, this is a negotiation. And if you have a good dominant, they're not going to make you do dishes and mop floors because you're not going to enjoy it. And when you don't enjoy it, you're not going to do a good job. And the heart of a submissive, especially the heart of a service submissive, doing a good job is paramount. Doing a job is is its own reward, you know. So you're gonna not gonna want to do dishes or mop the floor, but boy, I can design your beautiful right. invitation. And, and there's all sorts of ways you can identify this. I mean, a house slave is different from, uh, say, a play partner that you see twice a month. Okay. Both want contracts. Both should have agreements. Both of those relationships should have agreements, but there's a big difference in what the two are. And the other thing, you know, uh, people feel, people feel that they really want to, uh, to have this contract in place, this agreement in, in, in place, because, uh, say for example, somebody who describes themselves as a willing, quote unquote, willing slave, all right, you still need to know what is doable and what is not doable. There is nothing wrong with the bottom, the submissive, the slave saying, that's not in my wheelhouse. Mm, yes, okay? be honest. Be honest. And say, look, I don't know how to set a table. I really don't know how to set a table. Because if you say, oh, sure, I'll set the table, ma'am, and you don't know how to set a table... And you don't tell them you don't know how to set a table. Well, that that's going to be a problem. It certainly is going to be a problem. There's no question about it. So, to make a long story short, some people sign contracts. Some people get tattooed. Other people get branded, whereby they can show, uh, essentially, that they are a willing slave. Now, other people might say, well, if you were really a slave and I wanted you to wash dishes or if I wanted you to clean the bathroom floor with a toothbrush, you would do it because you're a willing slave. Well, let me tell you something. That relationship is not going to last. 
it's going to be really crummy. Now, if you've got a super duper masochist coming to you, really super duper masochist coming to you, the two of you write a contract, maybe that ought to be in the contract, okay? Right. Slave will. Like humiliation. Absolutely. Slave will wash the bathroom floor once a week with a toothbrush, okay? And mistress uh, or master will uh, observe and check at the end. So you also have things where, so you have your time constraints and you have the, the rules. But then you might have, so the rules are, I like the window open um, and um, no running the vacuum during the day or when I can hear it, something of that effect. But protocols are also things you do on a daily basis or somewhat weekly or you're, you set up the time restraints. I would like uh, a hot beverage once a day. I would like, I would like you to text me your agenda by six p.m. the night before. Right, and when you put it into the agreement or into the contract, instead of saying "I would like you to do it," you will say in the contract whether slave agrees. Bottom agrees to, to. Uh, uh, submissive agrees to, or use the the slave or submissive uh, or bottom's name. There's nothing wrong with that either. You know, yes. you can use the person's name. Again, we are talking about a voluntary agreement, which is defining a relationship. We are not right. talking about anything that is legally enforceable. Now, we had discussed this in the last episode about finding our ideal kink partner and right. finding our ideal partners. We, as tops, and I'm a switch, but we as tops, in this particular instance, might have non-cake requirements. Again, no smoking. Uh, Non-smoking. Keep the windows open. Um, Keep the windows open. No drinking, except for one glass of wine with dinner on the weekend. You know, and here's where the bottom slave however you identify, says, yes, I can do that, or no, I can't do that. I'm not willing to pay that price of admission, and maybe this is not the right relationship for me because I really enjoy a glass of wine more than once a week. Um, or maybe it's something you might want to or, compromise on. So you negotiate it before you put it down into the contract, yeah. correct? Yes. So you have that conversation. But it doesn't have to be. It's not always sexual. And right. It's not always a service. It's you will exercise once a week. I'm very concerned for your health. So I expect you to exercise once a week. What is that exercise? I expect you to walk 20 minutes three times a week. And text me pictures of where you're walking, or you know Absolutely. some, you know, keep up with your doctor's appointments. Uh, uh, keep up with if you're a diabetic. Keep up with your diet. You know, like you can put into the contract these health requirements. It's a, it's um, text it's, me when you're going to the doctor. Right. It's it's an agreement yes. essentially, and your your uh, your desires, your needs, 
what you would like to have, all of these kinds of things need to be into that in that contract. Now, people are not always going to be 100% right on either. Here's an opportunity to determine uh, what is appropriate for punishment. Fall down on this job, this happens. Fall down on that job, this happens. You know, I have a very interesting thought on on rule-breaking uh, and punishment consequences. As a service submissive, I believe I have a service submissive's heart. When I say uh, service is its own reward, that's I truly believe that service is its own reward. I don't need to play with my dominant as a reward for service. Just the smile and the thank you and the that is so awesome. Thank you. I really needed that drink of water. You know, something that that is more than enough for me. If I am breaking rules or I am not fulfilling my end of the agreement, there is something wrong then. We need to revisit the agreement. We need to look at We need to say... One of my agreements, for example, might be you need to write 30 minutes uh, a week about what it means to be kinky, what okay. it means to be dominant, what it means to be submissive, whatever topics, like a topic. And you find that you suck at writing. You hate to write. And so you're not doing it. You have to bring that up. You have to talk that's to them. That's our renegotiation. Re, or that's our review period. And say, I know I agreed to this. But. it I just can't do it. It's just right. not working out for me. I can't. I, I, I have terrible spelling. I have terrible grammar. I feel stupid every time I write. You have to come to them. Now, if you are breaking rules to get punishment, if you're a masochist and you want to be spanked, or then, otherwise tortured. Or otherwise tortured, whatever your <laughs> thing is. Kick the right. balls. I, you know, whatever your whatever. thing is. Whatever makes you happy. Um, then you could put that in the contract. You could put that in and say, dominant agrees to, you know. Appropriately. <laughs> you know. Uh, handle misbehaving mis submissive. You know, because if you're a Sam, like a right. smart-ass masochist. Right. Or you're a brat. A brat. Mm -hmm. And you sass your master, sass your mistress. Because you know you want to get punishment with an F. Punishment, which is kind of like punishment, but fun and erotic and sexy. And punishment doesn't always mean pain. You know, it could be wash your mouth out with soap. It could be stick you in a cage and not play with you all night. Yeah. Because, sure. you know, that's the worst thing you could do to a masochist right. is nothing. Right. <laughs> you know. Well, the thing is, is that you, you're not looking or you shouldn't be looking to, uh, you know, break the rules. However... Uh, nobody says that you can't have a little fun with a uh, slave contract, submissive contract. You can have a little fun with it. You yes. can enjoy it. Yeah. However, this is the place to determine what the rules are, what what it is you expect. Okay, in this contract for the uh, DS or MS dynamic, what we're talking about is we need to lay it out. I have kitchen rules. Okay, I don't want anybody. Uh, including my submissive, to leave dishes or glasses in the sink. 
Rinse it out and put it in the dishwasher or wash it, one or the other. Do not leave it in the sink, okay? Here's another one. I now, prefer, yes. What do you do if you come home and there's 87 million dishes in the sink? Well, I would definitely express my, my disappointment displeasure. and my displeasure, okay? And if you are my submissive or my bottom or my service uh, slave, whatever it happens to be, you would be very concerned about my disappointment. And my being disappointed is not it, something you're looking for. No. And it's worse than any punishment. There you go. That you could physically meet out. Why piss me off? For me, I would not not do it. Right. If I, you know what the rules are, I would why have piss a me off? I would have a conversation about it. That, there you go. Because if this is I so... I would do it one time. Right. And I'd say, you know what? This sucks. Right. I thought I would like this. I don't actually like right. this. Right. I need to go back and right. say, this isn't working for me. What else can I do? Yeah, and, and that process of doing that, addressing that issue that is not working for you, is something you like to call porch time. Porch time, yes. That is a great concept that I had heard from another uh, podcast that we I was listening to a couple of years ago. And this is great when you have that DS dynamic. Now, let's say you are a 24-7, you live with your boyfriend, you don't have any kids, so it's not... You know, you can do the 24-7 to some extent, a great extent, let's say. Um, porch time was uh, uh, an, an idea that you can go to a specific part of your house. And once you step into that room, step onto the deck, step onto the porch, go into the bathroom, go into the laundry room, wherever the specific room is, when you both pass through the threshold, uh -huh. you are now equals. Ah, you are no longer in the DS dynamic. Okay, the world just disappears. Mary and John, okay. not master and slave, mistress right. and slave. You know, it's Mary and John, Mary and Betty. You know, whoever you are. Then you can say, you know what? I thought washing the dishes with a butt plug in would have been more fun. It really is not appealing to me. Here is where the submissive, though, if you really are a good communicator and a good resolution person, you don't just walk in there and say, I ain't doing those damn dishes anymore. You say, I'm really not into the whole dishes thing, but this is what I can do in instead. I like dusting. I love to dust. Can I dust instead? Exactly. Frame it. Come yes. back. Always. Yeah. Whenever yeah. you have a problem, even in the workforce, right. even in the workplace. My boss used to love this about me. I'm really having trouble with this. Here's my solution. They are so much more likely to give you your solution. But if you go into your boss's office and say, God, I'm overworked. I'm underpaid and I hate this. Da, 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 da. They, they're going to be like, fuck off. Yeah. Make it work. Figure yeah. it out. Yeah. But if you go in and say, yeah. I'm really struggling with this, here's yeah. how I can fix it. They want you to be productive. Yeah. Same with your master. Yeah. A dominant uh, friend of mine says the same thing. He always says, 
he always says this. He says, if you're going to come to me with uh, a problem, you better come to me also with, with a, solution. a solution. And that's the way he looks at it, because he feels that as the dominant, he's not responsible for the solution. He wants to hear why this is a problem. Right. What about it is making you nuts? Now, this is where the negotiation comes in, because I might come to you with a solution that doesn't work for you. Right. You know, oh, well, I can text you at 8 in the morning uh, because I can't text you at noon because I'm at the school volunteering with my kids' lunch program. Well, I'm sleeping at 8 a.m., and that's not good for me. Right. Can we do 2 p.m.? And then, ah, 2 p.m. All right, 2 p.m. is better because I'm out of the lunch program, and you're awake, and 2 p.m. is better for both of us. You have to be, you can't go in there and say, I have a problem, here's my solution, and fuck you if you don't like my solution. You have to be open to amending, maybe changing your solution or adjusting your solution. You got to be open. Yeah, you really do. And again, in every podcast we've done so far, we have emphasized that word, communication. Yeah. And it because it's a relationship word. And... Flexibility. Absolutely. Negotiation, Absolutely. flexibility. Okay, 8 a.m.'s not working for you. Noon's not working for me. How about 4 o'clock? How about 7 o'clock? How about Tuesday? You know, like, you got to be a little flexible. And when you're flexible, you, get, you both get what you, on, at least on some level, need. You might really need me to mop the floor that day because your regular person canceled at the last minute. And you're in a bind. Well, of course I'm going to do yeah, it. Yeah, right. But it's not a thing I want to do regularly. Yeah. And you understand that. And right. regularly you don't ask me to do it. But the regular things, the regular rules, for example, I can have kitchen rules. I can have bathroom rules. I can have living room rules. I can have pool house rules. Uh, yeah. Uh, I can have rules when we go to a play party. Rules when we go to an event. Things along There's those lines. Calls. Okay, absolutely. So the, these these are the things that you want to put in there, okay? The rules that are specifically chosen, all right? And uh, there are rules that are different for casual play partners. You may not want to have a contract, maybe just a list of rules that you give to a casual play partner saying, you know, we play about once a month and here's what I would expect, Okay, when we do play, and that might be something like this is what you're expected to wear. You're expected to pick me up at least 40 minutes ahead of time, or you're expected to pick me up and uh, before you come over, pick up the flowers that we're going to bring over to the uh, the play party or the particular whatever it happens to be, plate of brownies, whatever it happens to be. That's the differences. It depends on the level of the relationship. What is the relationship? What does that mean in terms of the, if it's a casual, if it's a casual play partner, you're not going to give them a whole list of bathroom rules and a whole, for example, everything you should be having in your medicine cabinet. That's not something for a casual play partner, but it is definitely some, somebody who's with you 24 seven or somebody who is a house slave to make sure that uh, uh, mistress's pantry is um, uh, full of specifics. And let me tell you what those specifics are. For example, I always want Arizona Diet Green Tea in the pantry, okay? So whenever you um, uh, go shopping, food shopping, whatever it happens to be, even if I go food shopping, make sure Arizona Diet Green Tea is on my list. And I'll make sure 
that you know that because it's in your contract. That's what I expect, okay? Certain kinds of tea, very important to me, all right? For example, when you are gonna serve me a couple of cookies along with my cup of tea, I want a doily on that plate. Mm -hmm. That's what I want, okay? It's no big deal. There's no reason for you to say no. Why? Because these are certain kinds of protocols as well. Protocols, that's the place to put them down yes. in your contract. What is expected of you during a high protocol situation? What is expected of the person during a low protocol? Or what is expected of the person in a no protocol? When's a no protocol? No protocols are when we are in a vanilla situation or my children are around. Mm -hmm. Okay? So a slave is not expected to follow any kind of protocol except being a decent human being when there are children involved in the house, when my kids are there. Okay. Uh, one of uh, one of my protocols with uh, my husband is the toy bag. Toy bag has always certain things. So slave is responsible for the toy bag. I am responsible for the toy bag. It has the toys I've chosen that I want to play with that evening. Oh, I'm that's an interesting thing, though. The toys you chose. I'm to allowed play to with. pick the toys that Love I want to play with. Love it, and that's in the contract. And Beautiful the contract. And they are always clean, sanitized organized, doing the thing, um, lube, sex toys, um, condoms, always fully stocked, rubber gloves, hand sanitizer, small bottle of water, starbursts, because my blood sugar drops sometimes. I am responsible for all of these things. Right. We do the scene, after the scene, after the aftercare, because my aftercare is pretty quick I rebound pretty quick but not everybody's is no but so, I happen to mine I happen to rebound pretty quick right. so in your contract it's I will take care of getting everything together after the scene because I can I, handle it after the scene ends and five right. ten minutes go by I drink a little water I eat right. a little snack I get the toys I sanitize them I return them to the bag for the next time um if I use my blanket and it, I take care of that, I wash it, I put it back in the bag. Next play party next month, I go through and I check that bag. And I say, oh, that's right, I washed the butt plug. It's in the, kit. It's in right. the bathroom. I got to go put it back in the bag. Because you're responsible for that toy bag. I'm responsible. That's right. And I would displease my master. If I, that's right. Absolutely. If I go there and we have no sex toys. Or we go there, and I didn't bring my nipple clips. Or we go there, and I didn't bring lube. Now, you know? this particular type of agreement, for example, what you do at play parties and what you do at events. That's also in the is, contract. Is in the contract. is a good place to start a contract, too. Yeah. Okay. For example, I'll give you an example. Mistress is a very social being and knows a huge amount of people. Okay? So, what we do when we get to uh, the play space, okay... Uh, mistress may be greeting friends, maybe saying hello, maybe doing this, maybe doing that. And submissive is also expected to greet friends and say this and say that. But then submissive is also expected to say, excuse me, please, I need to find our play space and set it up. Okay, so the thing is, you know that this is what you were supposed to do. In other mm -hmm. words, you don't come and just hang out with mistress and, and the people she's socializing with. You have a job to do. So now you can also put it into 
the contract or the agreement can be as varied and different as the people who are enforcing it. And always renegotiable. If you and I go into the play space, uh, I know I always bring with a little bit of water and maybe a protein bar. I know you want those two things. You didn't ask me to put them in there, but it's in the contract. Right. Mistress will always have at the ready right. a leaf, water, protein bar. No matter where we go, we can go to Michael's and do some shopping. They're in the back. This is rules now, for my submissive. Now, Absolutely. Michael's is a, vil- a very vanilla place. Yes. We're not going in there with our whips and chains. I very and rarely go to Michael's dressed in latex and leather. Very, very rare. Rare. <laughs> but you can have these agreements in vanilla places. Now, I'm not going to be wearing my collar. Right. You know, or whatever. But if you say to me, while we're at Michael's, wow, I really like this paper. You know, I'm feeling a little bit parched. I'm feeling a little bit famished. Do you have something I could eat? Well, of course. Now, I'm not going to say, of course, mistress in the middle of Michael's. I'll say, of course. There you go. Absolutely. And I would hand it to you. And then you would eat it, and then it would be... It's a reminder of what Fine. what the tasks are. Uh, so it can be done in yeah. a kink, and it can be done... And those rules can be very miscellaneous in, as well. In, I'll give you one of my, uh, my dear friend, uh, uh, who is one of the... Uh, most impressive mistresses I've ever met. I mean, she one of the first things she's got in the contract with any submissive who serves her is the following. Mistress is always in charge of the remote control. Mm. Okay? I mean, That's that a tell, tough one for me. Yeah. That's a and tough that, one. Exactly. But that tells you exactly who's in charge. Yes. All right? That's funny. And that's, that's something that she wants in there. And so... To make a long story short, let it fit your desires. Let it fit the lifestyle that the two of you have gotten into, whether it be casual par- casual play partner, regular submissive, live-in slave, house slave, whatever it happens to be, let it fit that dynamic. So nothing is necessarily out of uh, out of now, possibility. Let's let's shift this a little bit. Yeah. Because a lot of times, um, Submissive men, in particular, we're not throwing stones. I'm just saying it just seems to happen to us more with submissive men mm-hmm. that they have a preconceived fantasy in their head. And oh my goodness, I've never heard of such a thing. And <laughs> they come to you, oh mistress, mistress, I'll do anything. I want to be. This is my fantasy for you. And this is what I want to do, and this is how I want to do it, and this is what I want you to do while I'm doing it, you know. Um, and, and you had used a very interesting term, which I thought was great. It was a kink dispenser. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about that and your boy um, and that conversation that you had with him around yeah. this very elaborate, yeah. very specific fantasy and I think that this is a very common thing, extraordinarily common, particularly with people who um, uh, don't have very much experience 
in terms of the scene. And I also think that it is um, something that um, uh, the fantasy gets gets uh, way too big in your head, and you forget yeah. essentially that you are a partner in a in a relationship, even though it is a kink relationship. For example, one of the boys that I was talking to gave me this whole scenario from the beginning to the end. And at that particular point, right now, this is somebody I know for years, I've been playing with them for years. At that particular point, I said, that'll cost you $650. Okay? Yeah. What do you think you're doing? Hiring a pro-dom? If you want to hire, I am totally positive pro-dom. So I'm not putting that down. But my point being, if you want to design it, if you want specific. Absolutely. If you, the submissive or a sex slave, whatever you want to call yourself, if you want to design it to that level, then pay for it. Okay? Right. You're writing a script and you hire somebody to fulfill that script. Okay? Right. You don't come to me and give me the scenario and say, this is what I'd like to do. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm dying to do. This is what I have. You're all caught up over it. Hello? I am not a kink dispenser. Yep. All right? This is a mutual thing. There's right. rules. There's conduct that's expected. But I'm not a kink dispenser. Now, truth be told, most of the time, in order to let my partner get his jollies off, okay, I pretty much will do what I know is going to turn him off. Right. Why? Because his turn on is my turn on. Right. All right. And I like that. I like to know I'm getting to him. And how do I know I'm getting to him? By doing the things I know that make him crazy. And I like right. that. Okay. But it's the way I do it, how I want to do it, and when I want to do it. Thank you very much. Okay. Otherwise, you've turned me into an object. And that's a kink dispenser. And again, if that's what you want, if you have a specific scenario out there, okay, and you've got it from, you know, uh, point A to Z, all right, then you hire somebody to handle that for you because that's not what you're going to get from me. That needs to be in a contract. How do you put that into a contract? How do you actually say that in a contract? Remember why you're here. You are here to fulfill or meet my needs. That's it. Okay. And you agree, you understand that going into it. Nobody's pulling the wool over your eyes. Right, right. And, and suddenly you wake up and you're like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. No, you go into this full on, well knowing that this is the type of relationship mistress right. is in charge. Master what if is in my, charge. my submissive says to me, I, might, I, I really, I, I just, I, I got to have uh, oral sex. Got to do it. Got to have it. Okay. At least twice a month. I've absolutely got to have it. So I would say, okay, fine. Let's put it down. Now, I'm not saying that I'm going to provide that oral sex. Okay. But if you want it in the contract and you have to have it, you'll get it the way I want to give it to you. Right. And that's where that's at. And I may even further renegotiate something like that, depending upon the dynamic and depending upon how much I feel that my, uh, my submissive, for example, is really there to please me. Okay? 
I am hoping that's what we're talking about. And with the way we find out is whether or not these rules are adhered. Are adhered to. Exactly. I mean, there's so many different things we can throw in there. Personal maintenance rules of the slave. See, again, back to this experience I had. Uh-huh. A young man wrote the podcast. Right. Uh, I exchanged a couple of emails back and forth with him. And... Uh, same gentleman who I, uh, I said, you know, uh, come to a munch and he didn't want to share me with anybody. And his fantasy was we would go to the park and have a picnic and he would suck on my feet. Now, did he negotiate foot play with me on my feet? Did he even ask me? Hey, is it okay if I suck on your toes? And I would have said to him, absolutely not, because feet are a hard limit for me. I don't like my feet. I don't like you liking my feet, and I don't like your feet. And I'm not an exhibitionist. I do not want to play in public. I don't want to be lying anywhere, particularly where there are any children around, where they can see somebody doing that to me. Okay, Um, that's not interesting. What I needed or what I wanted didn't even oblivious. Filter into right. his fantasy. Right. His fantasy was me on the, in the park, having a picnic. I was a kink dispenser. Absolutely. I was a means to an end. Right. That is not what we're talking about. Right. That that, and dominants can be guilt, guilty of that too. They want their slave to sleep on the floor, and. Be naked in front of them 24-7. And they won't, you know, uh, kneel every time they come in the room. Negotiating it, a contract can this, also be a little bit like a job interview. Yeah, okay. but you have to negotiate that because maybe she has bad knees. Exactly. So I would say room. to my to my submissive, my potential submissive or my submissive who we're, I'm getting to know and we want to do a contract, how do you feel about being... Uh, to serving on your knees. Are you healthy enough to be on your knees for any length of time? Opening. Terrific. How do you feel about being called little bitch? Don't like that? What are you open to? What kind of names do you like? Okay. I am not, as a dominant, okay, who wants to have a happy slave, going to call my slave some kind of horrible name. Unless... That slave wants it. Unless they and like it. that's another it. story. They may like it, and that brings out the... Uh, the Some people like um, the word slut. Yes. I find it to be quite pejorative. Absolutely. And there are others who, who love humiliation. And the thing is, is if you are finding yourself with, with somebody like that... Yeah. Hey, that's terrific. I'll put on my humiliator hat. I love that. It's a lot of fun. But I don't have to always do that with everybody. There's no question about it. Because if it's not a turn on to the both of us, what the hell are we doing? Right. You know? Really? What the hell are we doing? There's other things we want to put in that contract, too. I'm going to say, I I mentioned it just before, but then we started talking about something else. Personal maintenance rules right. for the slave, okay? When you come to see me, you are always to be freshly showered and freshly... No cologne. No cologne. I don't care for that because I'm allergic and I'll start sneezing and that's all you need, right? So you should use an unscented deodorant. 
a good one, all right? Uh, you should always clip your toenails because I don't need to have some slave that looks like Howard Hughes. You're probably way too young to understand that, but nonetheless, okay? Oral hygiene is important. I shouldn't have to tell you that, but I'm putting it down just so it's a reminder. So okay? we're aware. So we're aware. And uh, for Body example, hair. Body hair. Maybe right. You don't like body hair. Right. Like I don't shaven. That's right. I want my slave to be clean shaven. The other thing is how you are dressing. When slave slave is expected to wear, for example, a black t shirt or tank top, chaps, black thongs, a dark suit and a tie, whatever it happens to be under these particular circumstances. That is your right. Okay, between uh, that is your right as the dominant to demand those particular things. And again, uh, to say to uh, a, a female slave who is not 100% who is, by the way, 100% pleased with their body, I expect you to be 100% naked the minute we walk into a play space. That's something that's got to be negotiated. Yeah. That's tough for a lot of people, men and women. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They just don't feel comfortable. What is the point of doing that? Okay. And what is the point of even putting it into a contract if you haven't spoken about it before? But here again, this is where the submissive has to take the initiative. Absolutely. Now, I have a little baby fat. I have a little baby fat. I'm in my 50s. Things are starting to sink. I got a little baby fat. Little, I got a little stomach, a little blump. I used to have no problem getting naked. I, mean, I was like the first person to be like, okay, when can I get naked? Now it's like, I have a little trouble because I feel like I have this big fat stomach, this bloop. I call it my bloop. Um, so what did I do? I went out and found lingerie that camouflages that. So when I put it on, I feel sexy. You could be whatever weight you are. If you put on something that makes you feel sexy. So my dominant didn't say get naked. He said, God, you look gorgeous in that. That is amazing on you. And I didn't have to get naked. I had all the parts accessible that he needed to have. And I felt good wearing it. So there are ways around all of it. And as you get to know somebody longer, and after your contract is in uh, uh, play for a period of time, you can renegotiate it and find that your slave or submissive has uh, been able to push their own limits. Or you've been able to push those limits. And now things that are on the table that weren't before. Right. That's why we like to have a short period of time in the beginning, okay? And then say maybe six months from now. Six months from now, we're going to sit down and we're going to look at all of these kinds of things and determine how have we changed and what is it that we want. We also can include, what other things can we include in a contract? How the slave takes personal care of the mistress, if the mistress wants that. If the master wants the slave to take care of him in specific ways, say, for example, uh, slave will bathe master whenever master requires, okay? Um... Slave will uh, uh, use a particular uh, skill set to give a full body massage once a week, okay? Which may mean that slave has to go to school and learn that kind of thing, okay? Pointless to put it in a contract if you haven't spoken about that particular possibility, right? Yes. Right? Uh, also, I yeah. sex. Sex. Any, now, you could be strictly a service submissive that comes over and cuts her lawn and does her gardening. Right. And you know, there's no sex and there's no play. Right. Why? 
Because that's the way you engineered the contract. That's right. And that's okay. That's right. Because you might have another boy that, that comes over every other week that right. you have sex and play with. Right. So you, it, it really comes down to who are you and, and what do you want to do together. Absolutely. And what you want to learn. Which one to learn as well? For example, mistress always likes to be social, uh, either in person, in her own home, or at an event, or at a play party. Mistress likes to have teas, formal teas. Uh, people come over to the house or whatever. Well, to make a long story short, uh, you're not there, okay, to uh, have fun with the other sissy maids or to carry on with the other submissives. You are always at attention ready to serve. If you are asked to do it and you agree to that, then that's what I expect you to do. I expect you to be there and be in role. That's what you're expected to do. If you can't handle it, you better let me know in four weeks. Now, you could have this expectation that your service submissive uh, serves during the tea. After the tea, you, the dominant, put in this contract, you agree to play with submissive there you go. in right. the evening, in the dungeon, that day, mm-hmm. or that week. Mm-hmm. Like some, because, you know, you can arrange it that way. Me, service is its own reward. I like to play separate of service. Um, but not everybody's like that. Some people like to do the service. Service gets them all hot and bothered, and then they play right after. They, you know, it's like part and parcel. Again, it's whatever works for you and your partner. What did we say before? We said it was an agreement that is a relationship roadmap. roadmap. Now, how much trust do you have to have in this person? Obviously, a high level of trust. And if you have a high level of trust, and your contract, your agreement has been in place and things are working well. Uh, you're keeping your agreements. Dominic's keeping his or her agreements. And you want to enter into what we like to call in these last few minutes of this episode, the consensual non-consent. What exactly is that? Well, consensual non-consent is like a contract or an agreement on steroids. You know each other so well. You've been together 10 years, 5 years, 20 years. And you, as the dominant, know this person so well. And the submissive says, I give you permission to to make decisions for me. I am giving you my consent for you to make decisions for me. So we call that consensual non-consent you can push it i'm giving you consent to take the decision making out of Mm -hmm. my hands and we may have discussed six months ago how i kind of like pony play a little bit we haven't formally negotiated a pony play scene but we did mention that i liked so, because I'm in, entered into a consensual non-consent with you, you might spring that on me one night. Say, hey, look what I got you. A little ponytail butt plug. A little uh, gear for your body. Right, right. We're going to try this tonight. Right. 
Right. He didn't consent to that right. play for that evening. Right. But because you knew that it was a hot button for him six months ago, that consent will not consent. Then also you can go to a restaurant, order his food for him. Of course, you're not going to order him the spiciest dish on the menu when he can't eat spicy foods. Right. You're not going to do that because that right. would be harming him. Right. But you know he likes spicy food. Right. Well, you're going to get him something, yeah. you know. Yeah. You're making the decision right. for him. And you can put this in the contract. Yes. Okay. Master will or Retains. slave will accept direction from master even though the particulars are not discussed prior. <laughs> That's the agreement. You can revisit it. Revisit it in six months whenever you want to do it. You've grown or maybe you haven't or maybe he's grown and maybe you have. Maybe both of you have. Whatever it is. Again, yes. let's say it because this is what it is. It is a roadmap for a relationship. And that's the way. That's the way to do it. I suggest it. I highly suggest it. I suggest the both of you sign it, uh, whether it's just a page of rules or whether or not it is actually a contract that you've worked out. There are examples everywhere you go. The internet is full of them. At the very least, go into your Google Docs and look for a contract form, and then you can manipulate the particular template for a contract. Go to it. Have fun with it. Find now, out who you are while you're doing a contract. You know that if you Google it and you get a million hits, obviously we are not the only people doing it. I think not. <laughs> obviously, if there's a lot of hits yeah. out there on Google, yeah, other people are doing it. People as like this. Well. People so, like this. Everybody wants this to is, know what's expected of them. And and that's great. I remember we were on a trip together, and your boy came to visit. And he came in the house without your drink. Yeah. And you were like, where's my drink? Yeah. And he was all flustered. Yeah. And he went out the house and went back to his car. I'm sorry, mistress. I forgot to drink. I'm sorry, mistress. Um, so I was like, okay, see, me? Because to me, I'm hyper-focused. I would have remembered the yeah. drink. Because I, that's just me in my brain. I think about it. All, all of these things. Right. And so I like the idea of coming up with the term that, that fits the type of submissive I want. Mm -hmm. So we came up with a good one. It was a facilitator. Right. That makes me, or an alpha slave. Right. Very dominant in, in my submissiveness. And this is a good way to introduce the contract. Power the first paragraph of the contract. Yes. Slave who will be known as alpha or slave who will be known as the, the facilitator, whatever it happens to be. This is nice. This contract is between slave heretofore known as mistress's facilitator, okay, and uh, mistress who will be known uh, from here on as ma'am or mistress, right? Yes. And that's the way we do it. So to make a long story short, anything can go in there, but you got to... Ice cream. Must, mistress must have ice cream every Sunday evening. There you go. Whatever it happens. To whatever, whatever it is. Stick it in there, and this gives you the place works. to talk about the see relationship. See if it works. See how it works Absolutely. for you. Absolutely.
types. Maybe you're lactose intolerant. Ice cream isn't (laughs) such a good idea. Right. You know. Whatever it is. Yeah. So in closing, we hope that we've given you tons of ideas to unpack what a contract is and why you need it and how to use it and what do you do with it and what do you put in it. Um, We're so excited to have this conversation because this is something that we believe very strongly in. And we recommend it. And we recommend it. Of course, not for pick a plane. The dungeon. <laughs> this is for people who've had long term relationships. At least, at least, and embarking on, say, for example, living together or seeing yes. each other every single week or twice a week or things along those Within lines. Within that DS dynamic. Right. So, right. in closing, we want to say thank you. Please listen at on all. Uh, I shouldn't say all. Very, 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 very many places. Uh, Pretty Spotify, much wherever you get your Google pods. Podcasts, yeah. Stitcher, Audible, right? Uh, iTunes. We're at, we're we're everywhere. We sprinkle yeah. like you know fairy dust <laughs> everywhere. And, and uh, you can find us at our homepage. Two kinky women podcast.com. That's the numeric two. Two kinky women podcast.com. You have the opportunity to read our diaries. There's some erotica there and new stuff coming in. You never know when it's going to show up. So keep your eye out. Uh, also, download the free uh, infographic every month. It's available every month and it's fabulous. Um, there's a lot of information packed in those infographics. There really yeah, is. Tell us the top five things you need to know from this episode. All righty then. So we hope that you'll enjoy uh, our podcast today and join us for our next one because we are right, two kinky women. And we want you, you to, to be, be kinky, kinky too. too. Thanks for listening, folks.